0: Hello and welcome to this week's Golf Alternative Podcast. The only podcast out there that gives you the best in PGA Tour golf betting tips... And the best in music each week, uh, where we put a great alternative playlist together, uh, whereby um, you can listen to it back on Spotify when I put it out there afterwards. Uh, Well, we've been having all kinds of, although you're uh, hearing this for the first time, we've been having all kinds of technical difficulties tonight. So uh, I'm not even going to bother introducing myself until uh, I find out if I can hear my guest or not. Because otherwise I'll be rabbiting away and um, we'll go nowhere. So um, Ben Coley, are you there? I am here. Can you hear me? oh ben is not there um or at least he's not there from my end so uh i'm just gonna try so if you can hear me ben i'm just gonna try something are you there now i am here can you hear me no. you can't hear me um and i'm gonna try one more thing otherwise i think i might just give up and go and lie in a cold dark room so um so i don't know if ben can hear me but hello um, hello Ben, oh, are you there? Hello, I'm here. You're here, right, okay. So- (laughs) Don't
1: touch anything, don't move.
0: I'm not going to move, touch anything, so uh, we're going to give this one last go, and otherwise it might be pod abandoned, and you might never hear this, so uh, uh, I don't know what, um, do you know what happened a second ago, last time around, not that listeners want to hear that, so uh, um, just keep talking, and then I'll know if you're there or not, otherwise I'll be talking to myself, so um,
1: I'm I'm still here, I'm still here, And, and, and the dog's still asleep, so you know, things could be going worse. Maybe. Good, good, good.
0: Well, I want to hear all about this dog anyway. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, Ben has just got himself a puppy recently. Uh, uh, um, so I'm, I'm hoping the dog might participate at some point squeaking a toy. Um, for our listeners, Ben, what type of dog you got? Let's get the important stuff out of the way.
1: Uh, we've got a Cavapoo. Now, if he if he takes part by squeaking a toy, I'd call that a success. It's the other things he might do that concern me. But, no, he's lovely. His name's Eddie after not Eddie Pepperell, but um, Eddie in what? Frasier. Um, and... Uh, everybody's very happy to have him it's it's also i would say anyone getting a dog you know really think about mm. it first because we're glad we did but um you know it's it's not easy is it it takes it takes a lot of commitment and um yeah. and and, and a, a, a very little sleep so
0: yeah no we um i mean we're um sadly our um, the first dog we had passed away a few years back so we're on our Second dog now, but uh, yeah, I remember getting the first dog as a, as a puppy. Uh, yeah, it was um, a huge, uh, huge. Awakening, as it were, <laughs> a wake-up call. So uh, uh, I don't know what you're going through, but um, I wouldn't have changed anything. She was wonderful. God rest her soul. And um, uh, our um, our current dog, uh, Sun Dog, as uh, he's seen on my Twitter feed, is is uh, a superstar as well. So, uh, but he's snoozing upstairs at the moment. So uh, hopefully you won't hear him anyway. So, um, but um, okay. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna crack on because I'm gonna be living in fear all the way through this pod that uh, uh, suddenly it's just going to drop and we'll be sort of pod abandoned halfway through so uh um so returning to the golf ben and um it's fabulous to have you back on and since uh you were last on um you've obviously been firing in the winners you've had, had a great time and um particularly on, on the corn ferry tour uh where uh, uh a 200 to 1 winner so so tell us about your recent weeks
1: yeah, things have turned. Things turned with Cameron Smith's final round in the Open. Um, I think I was about level for the year. I think had the Open been a losing week, I would have been in minus figures for the year. Um, he won, um, and then Richie Ramsey won, and Will Zalatoris won, and uh, Rory McIlroy won, and and David Lingmouth won, and and Justin Sur won. So it's been a great run with loads yeah. of. You know what it's like. You need you need things to go your way. Like Sepp Straka should have beat Will Zalatoris. Richie Ramsey almost made a mess of it. You know, Rory yeah. almost made a mess of it. David Lingmouth mm-hmm. almost made a mess of it. The yeah. cards have just fallen in the, in the right way. So it's been a great run. I'm not complaining, obviously, but I, I'm desperate for a winner in Europe. Uh, obviously, mm-hmm. Ramsey and Smith count. Um, but I have been I feel like I've actually had a bit of bad luck in Europe uh, lately, with with Gavin Green in particular. Um, mm-hmm. And and not that many people, compared to the other previews, read the Corn Fairy Tour stuff. So
0: um, yeah. I'm still very pleased, and it's it's been a great couple of months. Yeah, well, well, David Lingmurth was someone that, uh, I mean, don't get me wrong, I wasn't sort of, because uh, uh, it wasn't an event I was really going to get involved in, but I I saw you put him up, and he's someone I've always, uh, he's always in, in my mind, because I was on him um, when uh, uh, Duffner inf- infamously picked him uh, with his uh, shot on the rocks at, uh, at the Amex uh, a, f- a few years back, and that one still uh, sticks in the throat a little bit, and also uh, my best mate backed him up, ridiculous odds when he won at the Memorial and uh, uh, and uh, I wasn't on there neither. So uh, he's, he's someone I've uh, always sort of uh, keep half an eye on and it's great to see him obviously back on the PGA Tour and he's still only pretty young, isn't he? He's still sort of only early 30s or something like that, am I right in saying? Or mid-30s at the most?
1: Yeah, I'd make him early 30s, yeah. And he's a he's a he's a good player, isn't he? He just yeah. and he, he had a decent year. It well, just it you know, the margin between mm-hmm. losing your PGA tour card and, and getting it back and, and what have you, they're so so fine. And he definitely mm-hmm. um definitely been showing some good signs. And it's I mean, I said on on Twitter, which obviously where I say everything, um Uh, The golfer who has stressed me out the most this year has been David Lingmuth because I also tipped him top Swede in the U.S. Open where I think he had about a 10 shot lead and he won by one in the end. So, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, he's done the business but uh, by the skin of his teeth.
0: Mm, yeah uh, and the other one just going through your uh your, your run of successes there i uh, i mean i don't um bet on the dp world tour as, as a whole or very very rarely uh but as you know i had the event um near to where i live at hillside uh back um uh, a couple of months or so ago what the week after the open uh and i saw quite a bit of um Pepperell play that week uh and I, cause I backed him and uh he played well he found his form sort of you, you know, pretty much out of nothing. And on, the, I think it was a Saturday. On the on the Saturday, I watched his front nine, uh, and he had, and this is no exaggeration, he had something like um, uh, nine birdie putts inside twenty foot, and made sort of one of them. Um, so uh, he was hitting it really well from tee to green. So I thought I'm going to back him in his next start. Up, uh, you know, he, he got obviously a posted a top ten, or I can't exactly yeah, sort of tenth, eleventh, or, or or whatever at Hillside. So I thought there's. Good things coming. on the going to back him on his next start, which was up in Scotland the following week. So uh, uh, I backed him in Scotland. And obviously, it was your man, Ramsey, wasn't it, who, uh, who, who picked him with that uh, good finish when uh, Eddie obviously was charging through. So uh, uh, delighted as I was for you. I'd have been the, quite happy to see Eddie nick that one.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm... Ramsey won at Hillside, didn't he? So I don't know who won, who won in Scotland. I can't remember. Sorry, Sean, Cro- Sean, Hill, Sean sorry, Crocker.
0: Sorry. Yeah, Sean Crocker. Sorry, I'm, sure I'm getting myself completely muddled up. Yeah, Ramsey won at Hillside. Uh, but Sean Crocker, yeah, nicked, um, uh, nicked it from Eddie the following week, didn't he? In yeah, you're hard,
1: you're hard done by to bump into a good putting week from Sean Crocker. Yeah, uh, no. But there you cool. are.
0: Yeah, well, I told you don't follow the DP World Tour. I can't remember who won, so uh, <laughs> but uh, I do remember I was already and I was disappointed he didn't close it out. But uh, uh, anyway, that seems uh, seems a long while ago now. So um, and uh, obviously we're here to talk about the new uh, the new PTO Tour season, so uh, which uh, uh, gets off with a, a bang, as it were, um, uh, after a, a, a two week uh, hiatus. And, and I spend, I don't know what um, uh, Mrs. Coley's like in uh, following the sort of you know, the, the PGA Tour schedule and what happens. I, I must have spent um about, um I don't know, uh, an hour over the last, uh, you know, various sort of five, ten-minute intervals over the last uh, couple of weeks trying to explain to my good lady that, um uh, yes, this is the start of a new season, but no, they've only had a two-week break. But yes, I know they have a five- or six-week break in, you know, from end of November through to the beginning of January. But no, that's not a new season. That's the same season, but this time next year, it's all going to be changing, so don't worry about it sort of thing. uh, um, But, um, yeah, it doesn't – I mean, it's a little bit weird, obviously, the way they finish one season and start another one, but a new season it is. Um, Just before we crack on um, and talk about the new season, though, obviously we need to uh, uh, give a word to, um, of course, to uh, what happened at – Uh, Wentworth last week and uh, I'm sure I know you were on Victor and uh, obviously would have been a bit disappointed with his Sunday but I'm sure equally you were delighted to see Shane get that long overdue win
1: Yeah, 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 mainly delighted, uh, I guess slightly annoyed Um, I tipped him in 2020 at 33-1 to Um, Mm. no Rory, no Rahm same world ranking basically same sort of, same player Um, and he failed to deliver there and i tipped in the year before at 33 to 1 when rory and ram did play i just felt 18s was on the skinny side last week and um but but yeah i mean to take away all that um then obviously very pleased and and that shot i mean if if you want anybody hitting a five iron into the 18th hole at wentworth to win the tournament well the two guys you want to hear is either lowry or mcelroy and they both hit fantastic shots and uh uh, one of them had the line, one of them had the pace on the putt, so yeah, Rory's a bit unlucky but um, nothing went for him on Sunday but yeah, everybody's happy to see Shane win after, after three years and as he says himself, he doesn't win often but when he does, it's a big one, a kind of Danny Willett Type and uh, yeah. indeed a Padraig Harrington type, and obviously for Harrington and Lowry to win on the same day was something as well.
0: Yeah, uh, and it looked like he enjoyed a few beers last night, judging by Twitter today. So uh, yeah, it couldn't it have even like changed that. his
1: shirt, bless him. He was in the taxi in the same shirt, at 7am, living the dream. Yeah,
0: no. He, um, uh, he, he obviously uh, celebrates a win when he has one, so it's pro- probably just as well he doesn't win too often, otherwise it wouldn't be a uh, very good for his blood pressure, probably <laughs> with uh, uh, all the celebrating. But um, there you go. I'm del- yeah, delighted to see him get a win, and uh, I'm. going to pick my first tune for the pod this week uh, on the basis of that uh, and and of course and I'm going to try and sort of you know let's try and avoid live golf to a certain extent uh, if we can tonight but um, uh, obviously uh, it was sort of the good guys the shall we say the bad guys last week There was a lot of that almost like pantomime villain stuff i mean uh, i'll let you uh pass comment on sergio's wd should you wish but um uh, it was the good guys obviously you got it done all, all the good people so um i'm gonna go with uh, um for my first song uh embrace and all you good good people uh and uh yeah there was plenty of the good guys um at one point it looked like taylor gooch might win it which would have been a, a funny old thing but um yeah all, all the good good people from uh, embrace is my uh, first pick uh for this week um because um yes it was uh one for the good guys i think we'd agree ben and um yeah i'll ask you well two two questions um are you an embrace fan because i think they're a leeds band which is sort of your neck of the woods and um uh, what did you make of Sergio's WD?
1: Well, I mean, as for Sergio, look, I, I do think one thing I'll say is it's very important um, to judge things wholly and to yeah. make sure we see um, every every side of the the yeah, argument and get every form. perspective before we rush to judgment. And we, where Sergio is concerned, I, there's a small caveat, which is that he would have planned uh, to make the trip to Texas in the event of a miscut. And obviously the cut being put back a day meant Mm. that, you know, he was on his way to a missed cut, but he had to leave early. All that being said, all that being said, it's still a really, I won't swear on your podcast. It's a really bad thing to have done. And he'll have lost more friends. He's already lost friends. He had a very well, uh, now well-known rant in the locker room at the BMW International Open where he uh, insulted staff, volunteers Mm. and players um, and he lost a lot of friends that week, and I think he lost a lot of friends last week. Especially as it was a fellow Spaniard who would have been in the field, Alfredo Garcia Heredia, yeah. uh, had he decided yeah. to withdraw. He could lose his card. He's forty years old. Maybe not get back on the European tour ever again. All because one man's selfish. I've spent a yeah. lot of time defending Sergio over the years. No more.
0: Yeah. What was the cut? Sir, what was the cut line in the end? uh yeah.
1: two under i think maybe so yeah he clearly could so have he's made on the his cut.
0: Yeah. but he was uh what was he 76 plus four off the first round am i right yeah i mean so he, yeah
1: he definitely he could, could have made the weekend yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 disgrace absolute disgrace
0: yeah. yeah and as for embrace you're a fan
1: uh yeah kind of like they're not um not like my favorites or whatever but they are one of my sort of earlier memories of watching um watching glass um coverage on BBC, and, and I, I do think they're a really good festival band. You know, I think Embrace When the Sun's Setting on a Saturday afternoon at Glastonbury sounds like a, a good way to, to spend some time.
0: Yeah, well, I think this was from memory. I think this was their debut single, and uh, like a lot of bands, you know, certainly of uh, uh, that sort of alternative genre, they sort of start with an absolute belter, and and gradually it sort of tapers off. I mean, don't be wrong; they did a lot of good songs over the years, but I think uh, I'm not sure they ever surpassed this one. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, <coughs> excuse me, it's a bit of a bit of a favourite of mine. So, um, uh, but um, yeah, back to the golf, uh, new PGA Tour season. Um, what, um, again, without making it all about live golf, uh, what would be your hopes uh, sort of on and off the course for the PGA Tour season, if there was one thing you're, you're really looking forward to from the PGA Tour this, this, this coming season? Do
1: you know, I, I can honestly say I've not really thought about that. Um, so you've caught me on the hop a little bit. I I mean, obviously, Rory McIlroy to win the Masters yes. uh, <laughs> clearly would be the number one. Um, but I don't know, just, just to... I'm in two minds because on the one hand I want to say, well, I just want to I just want to hear less about this nonsense and yeah, yeah and just yeah. enjoy the golf again. But at yeah. the same time, if we hear less, that likely means that it's just been quietly accepted, which is what happens, isn't it? Um and yeah. I still very deeply feel like that it, it shouldn't be accepted. So yeah. um yeah. I guess if I had one wish for the PGA tour or for the golf season, if I may, it's that, mm. you know, something the, the, someone pulls the financial plug. There's loads of golfers who are regretting what they've done, and mm. um, and I can say I told you so. That would be really nice. But but mm-hmm. uh, more seriously, I, I tell you what. On a more serious level, I hope somebody on that tour realizes they've made a mistake and comes back and you know, it'd be really a great show of strength to say mm-hmm. I've made a mistake and, and and I want to come back to the PGA Tour. And you know, um,
0: but but the all is I've thought about it. I mean, obviously, let's take Gooch as the example. I mean, he's talked about um how he only intended on playing that first event uh and um he you know he didn't necessarily realize he was going to get this bad and what have you and, and so on and then obviously uh when he did he sort of you know and chips had fallen and that's where he was sort of thing so, sounds like
1: more lies to me <laughs> yeah
0: well so let's let's say for example that he came knocking on the door and said you know what you know this is a mistake i want to come back to the pga tour and they let him back in uh on one hand you, you know okay great and other people might come but then that obviously sort of leaves the, the other side of the coin It leaves the door open for anyone to think okay well i can go off play a few make make a few quid and then eat humble pie and i'll they'll have to let me back again sort of thing so uh, and, that, and that's well, very
1: much what's happened in Europe. You know, yeah. players have, have have had the cards fall better for them in Europe. They've, yeah. they've gone, they've yeah. earned loads of money, they've come back. Nobody cares about um, uh, the reality is most people on the European tour don't care that Laurie Cantor went and played in a couple of live events. Yeah. He's probably a bad yeah. example. Uh, you know, yeah. I don't know, Oliver Becker or whatever. Most people probably yeah. don't bat an eyelid, which is yeah. unfortunate.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's, there's no easy answer, is there? And uh, I'm sure it'll rumble on. I mean, in theory, I don't know if there's going to be more defections after the um president's cup or if they've uh now got their sort of 48 supposedly i mean i'm sure greg norman said a month or so ago that it was all set you know them to turn people away or have you so (laughs) so um, you, you wouldn't expect any more defections but i guess if they're all set includes um one or two that uh maybe haven't gone yet but it was signed up to go um then um you know we'll uh uh there might be one or two i mean obviously we know the names that have been rumored mito's rumored isn't he um Uh, you know adam scott at the beginning of it all said that he was uh uh liked the idea of it and it had a lot of appeal but um he so far has um you know sat sat uh uh, sat on the side of the pga tour isn't he so and i'm hoping that continues obviously so maybe maybe they've got their lot for next year and, and um that's it and uh um you know they can get on with their thing and the pga tour gets on with their thing but um we shall see anyway so um anyway let's talk about uh the fortinet championship because uh, that's uh what uh what we're really here for um so um yeah silverado uh johnny miller owned um uh track which i think at one point he uh when he bought it he was um hoping to get it sort of to a major standard but uh um obviously it's still a fairly low scoring track um Seven thousand one hundred and fifty yards, the North Course. There, it's a par seventy-two. Um, power mixed with bent grass, or bent grass mixed with power. Um, and um, originally, it was opened, uh, I think, in nineteen fifty-five. Before the redesign by Robert Trent Jones. So. Um, we've now had i think this will be the ninth edition there uh we've had four californians um or four californian wins not four californian winners because brendan Steele's won it twice um but um four of the last six have hailed uh, held from california and obviously being over in that napa area uh it's um always going to be something that favors the west coast guys so um what are you what are you looking for out of this course ben sort of stats wise and um uh yeah how do you expect it to play
1: Yeah, I mean, I'd I'd hope there's a bit of um, fire to it. That's a poor choice of words, isn't it? I hope it's reasonably firm. It's obviously been a um a hot summer over here but from what i can gather in that part of california as well it's been particularly dry over the last six weeks or so and there's the, this course does have um teeth when that happens there's not a lot of wind though so um you know I, I wouldn't get carried away in terms of difficulty but it might just play a shot or two tougher than last year um i've, I've always felt this is a good course for strong drivers of the ball that's the conclusion you're you're going to draw if you look at brendan Steele, but also yeah. kevin sway and and cameron champ uh, and emiliano Griot. you know these are guys who consistently rank among the top quarter of drivers on the pga tour and, and certainly higher still in the case of champion steel so i've always thought mm. it was a good driving golf course but you have to admit that um that needn't mean uh power driving as we tend to think of when we say good drivers these days you know kevin are yeah. very nearly won it um you know GRIOS as accurate as he is long and mm. zach blair played well here in his first try and there have been a number of others uh, of a similar makeup so um I, I think people who are, are very competent off the tee, you know, for example, like of a shorter hitter, like a Hayden Buckley, for instance, although he's not one I'm that interested in this week, that sort of player can compete with the bigger hitters
0: here. But yeah, um, I mean, my, my man Ryan Moore uh, nearly won it a couple of years ago, didn't he? And he, that's certainly an example of the type of, type of player you, you, you're talking about, isn't it? Definitely. And, and I think
1: that that's, it should be high on the list, finding people who are very, very solid off the tee. And mm-hmm. after that, you know, um, I would say that as you've mentioned California form is hard to escape I think we see it not only here but uh, in in the other events in California at at Torrey and at Pebble at Riviera and and in the Hope as well Um, and a couple of courses that I think are are good comparisons Riviera I think um, when this first came along a lot of people felt it looked a bit like Riviera and then in that very first renewal one by Sangmoon Bay it, it threw up some Riviera ties, including from him. Um, but also the one I sort of cottoned on to a couple of years ago was uh, San Antonio, home of the, the Valero Texas Open. Yeah. You wouldn't necessarily expect these courses to to play yeah. similarly, but it, it's not just the fact that Steele's won both. It's more players like Stephen yeah. bodich and Andrew Loop and Dylan Fratelli yeah. and, and one or two others who, you know, you don't see them pop up very often. And I do think both yeah. courses share that in common. They, they are driver golf courses for me. Yeah yeah
0: fabulous and um uh, i've um because of all the technical problems we didn't even discuss where you're going to throw your various songs in ben so you'll uh, i'm almost tempted to let you throw, throw them in whenever you want but uh, uh, i'd um i'd slotted in at this point um you've got one which i thought was appropriate because we're just restarting the season about being uh, back up and running as it were with uh, a jamie t number i believe you've gone for
1: yeah, I can't stop listening to Jamie T's new album to the extent yeah. that I struggle to sleep because it's in my head. Um, but unfortunately, although he's playing golf on the cover of the new album, um, mm. there wasn't really a song that 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 fit in perfectly. So I've gone with Back in the Game from Panic Prevention uh, for the reasons you've expressed that we are very much back in the game after two weeks away
0: marvellous ok um, and um, yeah the betting market this week obviously uh, we've got um, Hideki and Max Holm a line for favouritism Corey Connors just behind them and then uh, a fair um, fair bit of money for a player that myself and um, Ben will both be talking about or I'll let Ben do the talking about because I'm sure this was rather him than me uh, Maverick McNeely and then uh, the Gala at um, similar odds as well I don't know what your thoughts were on the front three but um i mean obviously home is always going to be a threat over in california but i i guess that um it'll be very much a case of a, a warm-up for the president's cup was was that your your view on them
1: yeah i mean the point i made in my piece was that this time last year john Rahn was 92 and he missed the cut and yeah. i think you have to acknowledge that players aren't always trying their best um or that or that at least that if they you know go out in two over par on thursday you know, it takes Alatorre when he won during the FedEx Cup. He got off to a really slow start and he had to fight to get into that tournament. Um, kind of similar with Rory last week, although, you know, four under round one. But he was he was yeah. four shots off the lead and he had a lot of work to do going out um, on Saturday afternoon. But he had incentive. He had reason to go and go and do mm-hmm. it. I think if you get off to a slow start this week and you're playing the President's Cup next week, your incentive is limited. Um, yeah. Now, Corey Connors will want to win again. It's been a long time. Tay- mm-hmm. Taylor Pendrith hasn't won yet. Um, mm. And so on, but I still think there's that that lack of focus is possible. The one I, I really considered though was Matsuyama because two reasons really. Over the last year, he's won twice at fourteen and twenty to one. Kind of the two times he's been shortest in the market, yeah. uh, he's gone ahead and won in Japan this time last year, and then in the Sony Open when he was twenties. Um but the other thing, I mean he's he's quite straightforwardly, he's better than all these. And yeah. you know, he, he, really it's difficult to argue why him and a Corey Connor should be the same price, but yeah. um obviously with Hideki we've got some nagging fitness concerns as well, and again, he'd be happy enough to finish mid pack or even miss the cup.
0: Yeah, uh, so I'm going to let you talk about uh, Maverick in a second, but uh, um, I don't know what your thoughts were on Figala, because he's someone, obviously, who uh, could have made my um, L from last season look very different if he'd uh, only managed to make a par at the Travellers, so he's uh, very much a player who's on, on my radar, and I'd be loath to miss his first win, but I, I had a just had a, you know, my my hunch, and you've got to go with your hunch, was that uh, having made the Tour Championship and obviously with everything that's to come this season, um, I know he's obviously keen to get a win and he's in California and what have you, but I just thought perhaps it would, um, you know, There'll be a bit, a little bit of a mental letdown, and he might not quite be, you know, having had ten days off or something, uh, you know, inevitably off the run, maybe through the plough, he might not be quite raring to go, and that was why I am, um, or maybe raring to go, but not quite one hundred percent back up to speed again. So, did you did you consider him at all, or? what we Yeah, considered? I did
1: I did consider him very strongly and I kind of thought he'd be very popular. I thought you might put him up to be honest. Um turns out everybody I think he's going with with McNeely which uh, doesn't always end well. But yeah, the the yeah. main thing with Thigala for me was that um he The last couple of starts uh, last season, he he drove the ball really badly—not just badly, but really Mm. badly—and and and got by on his short game. And maybe he was just running out of steam, and maybe he'll come back refreshed. But um, he he can be like that with the driver. He can go through periods where he he doesn't really know where it's going, and and that Mm. would worry me. But I do think it's a good course for him, as you alluded to when when putting him up in the Travelers. These sort of classical uh, tree line golf courses seem to really speak to him, and he's a shot shaper, isn't he? Which is a which is a good thing here. But yeah.
0: I, I was happy to to let him go. Yeah, well, I actually put him up in this last year, a hundred to one. And again, if you join that dot that I joined with the travellers um, earlier in the year to Bubba, uh, of course you get that line to Riviera as well, don't you? So uh, with with Bubba, so and obviously Riviera sort of pops up here um you, you know quite a lot in the uh in, in in obviously the sort of course correlation as it were but um but yeah we've not gone for Heath, but uh, we have both gone for the same man and i'll let you um tell the listeners why then
1: yeah, Maverick McNeely, Um, fairly self-evident. This is a Californian who was runner-up in this event last year. He double bogeyed the 17th and then eagled the 18th to lose by one. I do think it's unlikely he'd have eagled the 18th had he parred the 17th, if you know what I mean. I, 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 Probably more likely as he ended up in a playoff, had he had he not made a mess of 17. But we'll never know. It was certainly an opportunity miss, but not the first time he's come close to winning in California. Earlier in the year, obviously, uh, he made Daniel Berger pull out all the stops at Pebble Beach. Um, He's another, a bit like Thigala, very powerful. powerful. Powerful, very modern golfer, but seems to prefer a a more classical, old-fashioned golf course, uh, despite the fact he practices at the Summit Club, which is complete opposite. Um, Powerful off the tee, his approach play can be his weakness. I tend to think that's slightly less important than... It usually is here. That's not to say it's unimportant. Um, Ended last season playing well. I think, actually, it's easy to think that Thigala had the better season because he made the Tour Championship um, and he's the one who nearly won. But I think if you you take a more sort of measured view, I think probably McNeely did. It's just that the FedEx Cup um, is skewed towards those second and third place finishes more than loads of 15th place finishes. But, yeah, I think he's a slightly better player at this moment in time, believe it or not, only slightly. Um, And I think he's got a great chance this week.
0: Yeah, I mean I, I ditto all of that. Um I, I mentioned in my preview uh that um I'd heard him interviewed at um the Barracuda where he was in the mix and um he was playing that on the back of uh, um uh, on, on the back of having played the Genesis Scottish Open the week before. Uh so it was sort of gone from uh, Scotland to um, you know, um uh, the, the Californian desert. Uh, and um, he was talking about how it was really important for him to make the Tour Championship. That was the, the uh, you know, that was, seemed to be the goal more than winning a golf tournament. Obviously, he won a golf tournament at that stage of the season, he would have taken care of it for him. But uh, uh, it was all about getting to the Tour Championship. And he was saying, you know, I'm happy to play every week if that's what I have to do. And actually, I think he did end up missing one week in the end. But uh, uh, So I just thought maybe he'd put a bit of too much pressure on himself. And I think he played eight weeks out of nine, which I know he's a young, young man but you know throwing a trip to scotland and um uh there was a lot of golf at the back end there so my hope is that um uh perhaps with a little bit of that pressure lifted uh still obviously the pressure of looking to get a win but um it, you know he's not um it's a bit like a player trying to make the rider cut for the first time or whatever and they uh uh sort of um start to struggle with the pressure they put themselves under i'm hoping that uh yeah, they've had a bit of a break he's obviously had um a week longer off than um figala because he didn't make the tour championship uh and i'm hoping he's just going to uh, come out refreshed and look t- to tick that box of that first win so uh uh so we're both fully in agreement um on that and uh, i'll let you as i say ben to be honest uh i'll let you pick any one of your songs now and you just uh throw it, throw in whichever you feel is um most suited to this 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 spot
1: uh, oh, that's difficult. But I'll go with uh, Two Weeks by Grizzly Bear, who are a band I really like. I don't know if there'll be any grizzly bears in Napa. Certainly yeah. there was one when I was in California. We we were in a cafe coming down uh, a hillside in Yosemite and, and the, the locals were talking about someone having spotted a bear. So we were out there very, very quickly. Um, but yeah, I like Grizzly Bear, tremendous band. And Two Weeks is the, the song, again, uh, a play on the fact that we are uh, back already. So uh, yeah. yeah, possibly a, a slightly... Uh, crowbarred introduction to the playlist.
0: Fair enough. Well, I've got to be honest. I mean, a lot of what you picked this week, I've not heard before. And um, so I'm looking forward to listening to uh, li- listening to them. But uh, that's why I'm going to know the band, but I don't um, don't know the song. So um, yeah, I'm uh, looking forward to giving it a listen. Um, but uh, on with the picks. And um, I'm going to obviously, I'm with Ben on McNeely, but I'm going to throw in one of my selections now. Uh, and it's a man who's been um, one of uh, your successes of late. Uh, it's uh, Justin Sutt. And um, don't have my pronunciation spot on there but uh, um, anyway uh, however you pronounce it uh, he won of course the Corn Ferry Tour Championship um, uh, well literally a couple of weeks ago so uh, he turns up uh, here in California an event that uh, uh, he Monday queued for last year and um, played well for the first three days before maybe the occasion got to him a little bit on the Sunday but uh, uh, he played nicely for the first first three days certainly and, and ended up in about sort of 60th or 58th or something after a 76 on, on Sunday. So it could have been a lot better. But um he comes onto the PGA tour. Uh, with a big reputation from his um, uh, amateur days um, at uh, Southern Cali- California Uni or, or, or what have you. Um, and uh, I think everyone knew he was going to um, come through. He, he's obviously got a couple of starts on the PGA Tour recent years. He's got a top top 10 at um, the, um, I think it was the Corrales possibly, uh, or Puerto Rico, one, one of the other others. But, um, um, but um, yeah, he's a California native and um, he's actually from San Jose, which I think is about an hour away apparently his parents own a pizza parlor there or some pizza restaurant or something like that so uh so he's bound to have a lot of support um he's got that touch of class obviously uh he's one of those types um that uh, you referred to ben that's not hugely long off the tee but um uh does everything else well uh and um uh you you know has obviously had success here in the past that type of player uh and i guess it could go one of two ways really he's either you know he's obviously going to be up for this uh with the home support so he's played well here last year he talked about um having played amateur events here, uh, junior events and what have you, so he knows the course well. But, of course, he could put too much pressure on himself, uh, particularly on the back of that win. Or, as we saw with Grillo, he could just ride that win and uh, morph it into a win here. So, to be honest, I was I was pleasantly surprised by the price. I thought he might have been, you know, the real sort of buzz name this week and might have even been i'm not saying it should have been but might have even been a little bit shorter and i'd have been struggling to back him at sort of 40s or what have you but i was happy to take my chances at 50 to one so um uh yeah that's uh justin's surf for me um and uh, i think you mentioned you uh you gave me i mean we you were tempted by him a bit obviously after we'd done well for you recently you were tempted to go in again
1: yeah, definitely. I think he's you know he's got star quality and um, all the things you said that they, they, they stack up. He was really I was watching an interview that he did after round one here last year where he's really pleased with himself. And I think he only made a couple of bogeys the first three rounds and then just had a difficult Sunday. But bearing in mind a good Sunday might have helped secure a start in the following event and stuff. It's not not surprising. And yeah, as you said, it's yeah. been done before. Um, and he is the standout Corn Ferry Tour graduate. He was imperious in the Corn Ferry Tour Championship, and no reason he can't just keep it rolling because he, he's played well pretty much every week for six or eight months.
0: Yeah, no, he's been, um, yeah, of course, I mean, prior to that win, he was uh, uh, up there, you know, consistently. And, you know, and it's worth noting, obviously, some players like David Lingmuth, who we talked about earlier, uh, have come back on the tour based on, obviously, the results in the in the Corn Ferry finals. But uh, so it was very much a lock. I think he was seventh anyway in the season-long race. Now he's got himself, obviously, full, uh, you know, full exemption playing rights what have you um uh based on winning the uh the sort of um end of season finals if you like but um yeah he's uh he was you know he had a cracking season anyway so um just while we're on the rookies bend obviously before we, we move on i mean as you say he's arguably The or certainly one of the standout rookies. Uh, What do you make of the rookie crop this year? And and, uh, to the listeners, who who would you um, see as the other names to keep a close eye on? Who's this year's Cameron Young, would you say, or Sahith Gala?
1: yeah it's hard to say i don't i'll be honest i don't think they're the best crop on paper yes. um but that you know i i don't think a year ago i'd have said i i mean I've, I've got a tweet where i listed the most promising rookies from this time last year and yeah cameron young was one of them but i didn't think he was gonna have that year um yes. so um you know people can surprise you i think if you go back when Xander chauffele came through probably wasn't on the top of many people's list. Same with Keegan Bradley, and he came through and won a major the very next year. So, yeah. um, you know, people can surprise you. I think some of the most interesting names are actually European um they've got the difficult things to balance matty schmidt for instance you know could have been playing the Ryder cup course in italy this week but he's out there in california um Mm. vincent norman very similar player both of them hit it an absolute mile but um they are very very dodgy around the greens but these days you can get away with that um so there'd be a couple i think davis thompson is a huge talent taylor montgomery's obviously playing brilliantly there's a few in there and i'm sure there will be a surprise package but if you ask me who the star is, it's probably Justin Sir or Davis Thompson.
0: Yeah, no, that's, that's fair enough. I mean, you know, the other, I mean, obviously all the guys you mentioned there, I'd agree with the, uh, 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 the other couple. I, I was sort of like the look of um, Austin Ekro. has got a little bit about him, mm-hmm. hasn't he? And uh, he's he sort of um, done a similar thing to Figala and sort of, you know, rattled rattled through the, uh, uh, the playoffs to get the card, having not even had a sort of full you know corn ferry Carl at the beginning of the year and uh uh i know my uh my namesake brandon matthews is someone you've mentioned a couple of times he's a country mile as well doesn't he and he got a, got a win i believe so uh i guess he's got some parallels there with with cam young also so he would um uh, yeah decide. i think
1: with him if you if you're gonna back anybody blind in the first round leader market or just win only for a couple of quid on betfair brandon matthews would be the one because I think he's got the, the highest sort of fluctuation um, mm-hmm. of anybody graduating. So you will have him shoot 80, 75 one week, and then the next he could shoot yeah. uh, four mid-60s rounds. So I think if if anybody wants, if people do like to follow one of these guys off a cliff, as it were, um, mm-hmm. he's one who you might at least, you know, test your patience, but you might get a really good run at a huge price along the way.
0: Yeah. Excellent and um, from one end of the spectrum to the other we're going, going to go from a rookie to uh, uh, a former major champion who uh, I must admit when I saw the odds and I know you sort of sided with him a few times last season I thought it wouldn't surprise me if uh, uh, Ben chances him at the odds and uh, and you have done so uh, give, give, give us your reasoning for your next one
1: Yeah so it's Gary Woodland and to your point I mean if you go back to Mexico which okay is a few months ago now but the, you know on the back of the Masters uh, he went off 22 to 1 uh, in a field which included John Rahm, um, he's 66 to one here, um, or he was. I think you know you you get fifties now, and I think fifties is very very reasonable as well. Uh, you know we we know he's a class apart from most of these, mm-hmm. um, and really I think he's one of those like the summer schedule on the PGA Tour as it is. When now they go to Scotland, they've got the Open Championship, then they come back and they play the playoffs. It can look like you're playing really badly, and mm-hmm. actually you're not and i think gary woodland's a great example of that he, he was 10th in the scottish open contended missed the cut in the open you know who cares um came back and played the rocket mortgage classic where he's missed the cut on all three visits and then went mm. south wind which is one of the most penal and exaggerative if that's a word mm. um golf courses on the pga tour you can quite easily play quite well at south wind but you hit two bad shots and they cost you six shots so yeah. if you put all that together i think really we should judge him on is he driving the ball well because we know he needs to do that the answer is yes. He's, he's climbed a hundred places in strokes gained off the tee from the previous season to last season. Still a little bit further to go if he wants to return to his best, mm-hmm. but he's not far. Um, and when he's played under suitable conditions, has he played well? And the answer is yes. Um, you know, he very much could have won um, the Texas Open back in the spring. He played well in Mexico. Um, he played well at the Wells Fargo, I believe. He just generally looks like he's put it back together and, and he looks like he knows it as well to me. And I, I think He's one of those who you probably will see um, go really close. Five top tens last season. um, With with Woodland, you know, you do have to accept the rough with this move. By no means would I be certain he'll play well this week. But if I go back to what you asked me at the start about what I'm looking for, well, I'm looking for a good driver. I've got that. Mm -hmm. I'm looking for someone who plays well. We said Californian, but I think we can say people who play well in California. And obviously, as a Pebble Mm -hmm. Beach winner who has gone very, very close to winning a a couple of other places in California, he qualifies there. Um, yeah. And then the final thing, those correlating courses, Riviera, no, uh, but San Antonio, yes, top 10 for the last two years. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, he's one of, um, yeah,
1: he's one of those sort of sleeping giants in this field. And of the three, yeah. uh, those being Fowler, Day and Woodland, he was the one who I felt yeah. had uh, done most to, to merit respect here.
0: Yeah, no, that all makes sense, and obviously, that old adage "form is temporary, class is permanent," and uh, uh, and picking up on the form. And I know you were saying about um, the fact that uh, you know maybe sort of midsummer onwards, form doesn't necessarily look as bad as it, it you know, looks worse than it is for for um, certain players, but. The history of this event over recent years um is, is the fact that um you know current form um doesn't really count for much it's almost like sort of new 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 start you know clean slate uh, let's start the new season so i mean if you look at some of the uh, I and mean, i've noted it down in my preview and you look at some of the recent winners um homer nothing better than 25th since the sixth place at memorial in june um, stuart sink uh won top 20 in the whole of 2020 prior to winning here uh cameron champ had struggled basically pretty much the whole year since he'd won almost 12 months prior at the sandersons uh uh brendan Steele um ended his previous season on his uh second winter with four missed cuts and um uh and uh yeah um so it goes on um sangmo bay had uh uh, played poorly as well back into the previous season so yeah current form doesn't seem to count for anything it's almost like um as you know people just come out with a clean slate and uh, uh and away they go so um uh so yeah gary woodland uh, certainly you can see see the appeal um let's uh, let's roll on and um you've got another one well, i just mentioned him actually you've got another one at similar odds so um yeah far away
1: yeah, Cameron Champ, um, I think a very, very similar case to Woodland. I mean, obviously with Champ, we know he likes it here because he won here. Uh, he won here by gaining almost seven strokes off the tee. He'd done that the year before as well. He's one of those I really regretted missing when he won here, actually, um, in 2019. He didn't play when they came back here in 2020, um, but came back last year and missed the cut. And I think that's kind yeah. of, that's helped with his price, but he had a bad injury at the time um, and he actually... Drew Stumps for the year after this tournament last year, um, went and got surgery and, and wasn't fit for another six months. So that tells you how uh, how easy it should be for us to, to write off what he did here last year, which means the last time he played here fit, he was a, a pretty dominant winner. He's a three-time PGA Tour winner, all at courses where he's been able to attack off the tee. Obviously, had a great putting week when you put him up at a massive price in the 3M Open, but the same rules really applied. Um and yeah that was it really I, I mean if you basically all you have to do is ignore the wyndham championship where he missed the cup before that uh, he had two top 20s in a row both in better fields than this both of them undermined by one bad round and the wyndham championship i mean if i could pick a tournament anywhere where i'd say i need cameron champ to miss the cut, i'd I'd probably send him there so um yeah yeah, it's not a worry i mean he's been off a while but he goes well fresh um yeah Yeah. i I really like him at upwards of 50. again he's feast or famine he could miss the cut but there's massive upside uh yeah he's he's,
0: he's one of those players when he's in the mix I remember when he won at the 3M, he said afterwards that he never thought he was going to not win on that Sunday, Bit obviously it was a bit uh, uh, it wasn't all plain sailing all the way through, but he just said he, 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 easy to say after you have won, obviously, but uh, uh, he he said he just knew he was going to win, and he's like you you know, when he's in the hunt, and when he is winning you're sort of thinking, why is he not up there competing for major championships, but um, as as you say, he can blow very hot and cold, but uh, there's no doubt if he gets himself in the mix, uh, as I say, we know he loves the course, and we know he's capable of winning, so so, um yeah um give us another tune um go, let's get back to the playlist what do you got for us next
1: yes yeah, so i've got um silver rider by low um another great band obviously i also want to pick them um and really just because it sounds a little bit like silverado
0: yeah. i'm
1: guessing these are one of the bands that you've not really listened to on my list today but um, i think you'd enjoy it
0: yeah no i mean i'm all the all the bands on your list today are bands that I um know of, of course, but uh, and we'll have heard the tracks from, but uh, I can't pin, I mean, of course, when we come to one of your other picks as a band, I really do like more the household name, as it were, but uh, um, but yeah, they're, they're all bands that I'm sort of thinking, oh yeah, you know, I've heard stuff by them and quite like bits, but I couldn't, uh, couldn't pin down the songs and what have you, so it's going to be right. educating for me this week's picks, but um, yeah. Um, so, we move on. Um, next selections, and um, uh, my next pick uh, is, I'm going to go with another one, I mean, we've talked to Feast or Famine Golfers, and uh, I don't think you can get more Feast or Famine in the my next selection and that is uh, uh let's call him harm james harm and um uh he's um he's he's sort of been in the news for not necessarily the right reasons of late without uh, uh going too much back to the lib stuff suffice to say i think he's someone that if he uh, if he got offered a contract would potentially take it based on some of his comments but um uh but uh, from a golfing point of view he is um uh Calling your phrase, Ben the archetypal feast or famine golfer. Uh we, he memorably obviously won the world's Fargo after seven missed cuts on the spin. Um As an aside, of course, that win at the World's Fargo uh, gives us a nice little link um, here with with, with Max Homer, who's uh, obviously also won at Riviera, as um, James Hahn has. So, um, you you know, interesting that they both won, um, uh, you know, the same two events, and uh, obviously Hahn hasn't won this one. Uh, He finished ninth here a couple of years ago when he'd finished the previous season fairly horribly. Uh, Last season, when I put him up in this, uh, he'd had um, a top five Five at the uh, Barber Soul, I think third or fourth starts towards the end of the season. So he had some good recent form, and of course he missed the Cup. So you never quite know what you're going to get with James Hahn. Um, he um uh, had um, some reasonable form towards the back end of the season. Uh, he uh, played well at the 3M, which uh, obviously uh, throws in a link um, with Cameron Champ. Uh, and uh, he finished fourth at the 3M. Uh, and then, um, although he didn't do anything great at the Wyndham or the St. June, he made the cut in both and um, threw in around a 65 in both events as well. So, um, so I'm, I'm stubborn. I put him up last year uh, and uh, I wanted to put him up again this year because I just think he's the type of player who could... Um, pop up and um, uh, you know win this time of event basically and um, yeah he's uh, he's obviously another you know locally connected guy he went to uh, Cal Barpley so um, so yeah I just think at any time James, is at th- James Hahn is at three figure odds uh, in an event where uh, there's certainly some links to his previous history I mean I'd be kicking myself if I wasn't on him um, and, and he went and won obviously with a Riviera connection so, um, so it's James Hahn for me um and um over to you ben for a guy who um did win on tour last year so um you're hoping he's going to pick up his second win
1: yeah and hoping that that link to tpc san antonio plays out it's uh yeah. jj spawn um Obviously, he was very, very impressive in winning uh, the Texas Open. I know you prefer I didn't talk too much about it. Um, having been on Bo Hostler if I recall rightly, and, and he yes. certainly um, seemed to have the, the tournament under his command. But Spawn played really, really well that Sunday. He earned himself a spot in the Masters, went and played yeah. well in the Masters. Suffered an unsurprising uh, slump after that. A lot of players do that when they're perhaps not expecting to win and, and all of a sudden they do win and um, everything is new. Um, but he seemed to have bounced back by the end of the season. He was the 54 hole leader at Southwind, Southwind. Um, he finished way outside the top 10 in the end, but, um, it shouldn't hide the fact he led after rounds one, two, and three. He then played well for three rounds again, the following week at the BMW championship nearly made it all the way to East Lake. So I think he was playing really, really nicely. His ball striking was back and we know that's the the main attribute in his game. Um, so then it comes to the the, the course fit angle and, and the Californian angle, where it obviously is from California, um, from L.A., I think. Um, and in terms of the course fit, not only that win at San Antonio, but he did finish ninth here uh, two years ago. That was his only top 10. I think it was his only top 30 of a miserable year. Um, so, yeah, there's there's loads to like about J.J. Sporn. I think he's easy to underestimate and, and probably deserves a bit more respect than 80, 90 to 1.
0: Yeah, well, he's often produced. I mean, I know he's a winner now, so he's moved on to another level. But historically, he produced a lot of his best golf in these fall events, didn't he? He's um, you know popped up at sort of you know some of the east east coast stuff, Myakoba, et etc., and uh, um, and um, produced some of his best stuff, only to um, uh, then sort of go a in the in in the spring and through the summer again. So, uh, uh, so he certainly, I mean, as we all know golfers play well at sort of certain times of the year and he certainly got um, some um, uh, you know, previous in these fall events in his locker. so um, yeah. Um, another tune for us.
1: Yeah, really, I should have gone with JJ72, I suppose, but I sent you yeah. these songs before uh, before I made my selections. So um, I will go with The Strokes, Soma, um, one of my favourite songs by The Strokes, and it sounds like Homer. That's your justification.
0: Well, I must admit, I was looking at that, and I was thinking, where, where does this one tie in? I thought um, you were going to give me some kind of sort of Geographical um, uh, explanation about Soma being a sort of small town in, um, you know, uh, in sort of Napa Napa Wine County area that I hadn't, uh, uh, I wasn't familiar with or something, but um, it's a Max Homer rhyme and I'm happy to go with that because I love the strokes. So, uh, yeah, Um, uh, I can't remember when we last had the strokes on actually. I don't, I'm sure they've been on at some point. So, uh, uh, but it's good good to have them on again. Right, next players, um, wrapping through this. And um, next players, uh, I believe I'm going to go again with another who's uh, uh, all of my sort of last three selections, if you like, are at uh, um, similar odds, um, James Hahn, who we've just had. uh, And uh, my next pick is Michael Kim, um, and um, yeah, I, up to you, but I thought this was someone who might be on, on, on your radar. I'm sure he was on the, the long list, as it were, but um, um, yeah, he's um, he's someone I, I actually went to put him up. I can't remember which event it was. I went to put him up, um, uh, and I'd actually written the preview most annoyingly for somewhere one of the sort of lower key events uh, back in the uh, the summer where he got in the field on the PGA tour, only for him to then withdraw, um, because um he decided that the uh, focus was more on the corn ferry and getting his card back and uh barracuda that...
1: must have been the barracuda
0: yeah was it the barracuda um i'm trying to think um let me think about this
1: because sorry um... i did, i needn't have interrupted you there but you, yeah, you finished no, the, the like... barbersole and then yeah
0: <laughs> i don't think it was the barracuda because um maybe i'm going back yeah I'm, I'm i'm thinking it's the event um it was canada it was Canada, because he's got a good record in Canada. Uh, and I thought, um, actually, no, I'm getting muddled with CT Pan. Forget that. So it was somewhere else. And it might well have been in the Barracuda. Yeah, it was CT Pan who I put up in Canada. And then um, he withdrew with an injury or something. So uh, who was also on the short list this week, by the way. Um, but uh, anyway, back to Michael Kim. And um, he has regained his tour card with some really steady stuff on the corn ferry um and um he's another of these sort of neat and tidy players another california guy i didn't intend um you know it wasn't my intention to necessarily go with all california guys this week but that's just how it um uh played out and uh he's just been playing some really solid golf um for you know sort of um six months or so now and you have to give him a huge amount of credit because the run that he had um could could have been career ending for some players i mean he literally didn't make a cut for two years or two yet yeah, two calendar years or something. he literally didn't make a cut i think and uh uh and he just you know completely fell apart basically so um after of course he had that tremendous win at the john deere where he uh uh just blew the field out of you know way out of pretty much uh, out of nowhere because he hadn't been playing great coming in that week so um so we know he's got a little bit of class um he's finished third here before um Uh, That's his uh, best finish on tour, apart from obviously the win at the John Deere. Uh, And um, I I just um, feel that he's back in a really neat groove of golf. Uh, We know he knows how to win a low-scoring event. Uh, And as I say, he's the the type of neat and tidy player who can... um, uh you know pop up and do really well at this course so uh i just um uh wanted to um take a chance at him again he's another cal barkley guy so another one who knows the area really well uh so uh, i just thought it was worth risking um back in the big league and um uh worth a chance i think so it's uh it's michael kim for me he's 125 to one uh and um yeah um, happy to happy to roll the dice on him. So uh, um, back over to you, Ben, for your next uh, next selection. Who's a, a favourite of mine, I believe.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, still, despite all the hardship he's put you through, and and yeah. me too at times. Um, Patrick Rogers, um, he, he's one of those. He's a bit obvious, and I tend to not want to put up people who. Um people might have guessed I'd put up i suppose but um I think you know two top tens here down the years he's he's very, very comfortable at the golf course. most of his best form comes under these conditions and and certainly a lot of it on the west coast. he's gone very very well. I tipped him one year at two hundred to one at riviera it was the year dj won by a mile uh, but he was right there. i think he may have even been the the halfway leader. he's gone close uh, at Tory Pines as well. so um he's definitely got his conditions and i think, in a, in a sort of understated way, he probably comes here off the back of his best ever PGA Tour season. I know he's finished a bit higher up the FedEx Cup, but in terms of the quality of his play um, and his long game in particular um i i think there's an argument that he he's never been better he certainly finished a, a lot higher up the strokes game total charts than his fedex cup category uh ranking and that again comes down to if you you have a year like i don't know kirk kitty armor you got a couple of top three finishes but not a lot else you'll finish higher up the fedex cup than someone who's played well week in week out but hasn't got that second or third place um so yeah that dullness aside i think he's playing really really well um the the exception to that would be south wind where as i've already said it just especially for players like him it just doesn't bother yeah. me um in the slightest and and as i said we know he's got great form here last time he came last year uh bogey free the final 36 holes and and finish six so um yeah. you know you wouldn't want to be taking 66 but i think 18 90 100 to 1 um i'd be be happy to to suggest he might play his way into the places he's 30 now and maybe that will trigger something but either yeah. way I, I i've not given up on him just yet
0: yeah, uh, I actually put him up in this last year on the back of um, uh, you know he's um, sa- saving his card or regaining his card in the in the Corn ferry final. So uh, I just thought he might carry that bit of momentum in, and um, I put him up, and uh, he got a place. So uh, uh, so he was certainly someone I was I was looking at. So I'm looking at him most weeks, but uh, uh, certainly someone I was looking at. But um, uh, I, I decided to. Um, Uh, go with um, one of my other old favourites instead. So, uh, yeah, um, hopefully I won't rue this decision. But um, at the odds, um, and I thought they were pretty decent odds, to be honest, um, it's another roll of the dice for our man, Bo Hosler, who's already been mentioned once in context of his um, somewhat disappointing Sunday at the Valero Texas Open. Uh, And, um, I mean, I guess you can draw some parallels with... um, Bo and Pat Rogers in the fact that obviously they're both um, uh, standout sort of um, amateurs who huge things are expected or were expected of um, obviously uh, I think Pat's you know probably a couple of years older or, or, or what have you but uh, um, it hasn't gone quite to plan for Bo Hostler. but um, uh, after the very near miss obviously in Houston uh, you know a few years back and uh, um, he obviously then went off the radar and had himself to go back to the Corn Ferry finals a couple of times or what have you but but um uh he um he certainly had a you know a far better season last season and again maybe not um you know, he, he probably played better than his end of season finish, um, and indeed some of his, um, uh, you know, general week to week finishes, um, show because he he did struggle. Let's not mince our words, he did struggle on, on on weekends quite a lot, and certainly on Sundays. So he was popping up on leaderboards on numerous occasions, only to sort of tumble down with a 77 on Sunday and finish 45th or something. So, uh, but there was a lot of good golf from Bo last season. It actually started with this, um, Uh, This event. Um, And uh, of course, he's another California native. Um, He's uh, obviously Texas is where he plays a lot of his best golf. But uh, California stands up not far behind that. Um, uh, He's had a a top 10 at Torrey Pines, uh, which was his best finish of that particular season and uh, he had a 15th at Riviera which obviously stacks up nicely here as we've said already um, which again was his best finish of that particular season when it was uh, to be fair a fairly poor season um, and uh, of course he had the third at Pebble Beach um, uh, last um uh, last spring uh, or back beginning of February. And uh, again, he played pretty well at uh, Riviera before a bad Sunday. So um, so he just hasn't quite, um, to use the cliche, he hasn't quite put the four rounds together yet. But um, you have to think he will do eventually uh he obviously can be a little bit wild off the tee but um he's got uh, the length that um obviously a lot of players uh, uh have put to good use here over recent years um and um he's uh, obviously uh, superb on the green so um i just um yeah 150 to 1 uh, my view was this is his first trip to california since a pretty solid you, you know summer and a lot of decent golf and um uh, i thought going back to california might just buoy him a bit more uh and uh, as i say having played well here last year i'm hoping he can he can push on so uh 150 to one um i certainly think he's got a decent chance of Nick in a place, and uh, um, as I say, he's gonna gonna pop up and come good eventually. So um, uh, it was uh, it was Bo for me over Pat, and uh, I believe you considered um, uh, Bo yourself, uh, uh, but uh, Pat got the nod. But um, I'm guessing it's pretty similar view on on Bo to what I've just um, lined up.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. And then I'd, you know, convinced myself I I couldn't watch him hit it in the trees all week. Um, but he, um, you know, joking aside, you're you're right. He's he's still an enormously talented player who's gone close many times, and um, no reason he can't go well here. He ties all those courses together that I like as well. Um, as I said, uh, San Antonio, where he, he probably should have won, and then Riviera. Right. He's actually played really well the last two years. So, yep, um, he, he was on the shortlist for sure, and got a mention in the preview.
0: Yeah. Uh, and that's, I mean, it's interesting, isn't it? Cause you look at his T to green stats and, you know, accuracy and all the rest of it. And, uh, that- Not great, um, shall we say. But then he's popping up at places like um, uh, San Antonio, where obviously, um, you know, that's uh, certainly historically somewhere where you, if you're wayward, you're in the trees and uh, struggling, as uh, Kevin Nile will remember. And, um, you know, he played really well, certainly for the first couple of days at Colonial um, this this year as well, which is another course which, uh, uh, obviously, you don't want to be sort of um, hacking it around in the, you know, sort of... uh, Uh, off the fairway and similarly he's got a good record at uh, TPC River Highlands which is another sort of classical course so uh, so it's funny somehow the stats don't necessarily tell you um, what you'd think they'd tell you because you you know you would expect him to be at his best based on the fact that his uh, long game can be a bit all over the place, you'd expect him to be at his best on sort of some sort of wide open expanse that, um, uh, y- you know, you can uh, literally smash it around any- anywhere and then uh, hold a few putts, as it were. But um, uh, that's it- obviously not necessarily been the case, which is a bit of an odd one, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's funny, I suppose you'd think Trinity Forest when you were saying that as the description, which yeah. is, he was famously a member there, wasn't he? When they yeah, went yeah. there for one year and uh, and never been back. But yeah, there are a lot of players like that. And I think sometimes it's it probably as much to do with the, the courses that actually allow for recovery shots and a bit of luck, which is what golf's really about for me. Um, yeah. You know, he, he wouldn't be much use on a golf course where if you miss the fairway by 10 yards, you're in a pond. Uh, mm-hmm. But if you're under a tree and you might be able to manufacture something, then clearly... Um, he, he's been able to get away with things but also there are definitely players who, who really need that definition to help focus mm-hmm. them and, and pick their targets out and he's perhaps one of those.
0: Yeah, for sure Um, Okay uh, How many tunes have you got left, Ben? I'm losing track I've got two,
1: two left, Ten I'm two sorry ones. I was greedy again.
0: Yeah, no well, uh, give, give us one of them now and then one of them after your last pick because uh, you've also been greedy on the golfing picks, you got six of those, haven't you <laughs> <laughs> so uh, give us one, one, one now then
1: um so i've got such great heights by iron and wine which is a cover of um uh the postal service song so it's a great song but um the iron and wine cover is has brought us nicely to wine country hate the stuff myself absolutely hate wine but we are in wine country and i can't deny that
0: I don't. I can't drink white wine. It always gives me horrendous heartburn. I gave up drinking white wine years ago, but I'd, I'm partial to a glass of red. So, uh, um, yeah, I'd um, uh, quite quite happily enjoy a trip to uh, Napa for that. But uh, uh, I did contemplate Amy Winehouse this week, actually, for that very same reason. But um, uh, after you'd picked all the tunes, I was only left with one, and I wanted to get in there. So, uh, uh, so Amy uh, missed the cut, as it were. But um, uh, I do. Um, I'm not a huge Amy Winehouse fan, but I do like. Um, uh, back to black so uh, that uh, uh, that nearly made it but um, that, that was on the short list as it were uh, but uh, I've never heard of Iron and why, what are they like, tell, tell us about it. I know nothing about them.
1: Uh, sort of um, uh, acoustic guitar um, yeah, al- Americana alternative music I suppose would be the best description, uh, yeah I've probably not done them justice there but uh, you get a fairly good feel, obviously as I said this is a cover but you get a fairly good feel for them in, in listening to it
0: again i look forward to it and um uh your last man who again was someone i noticed you sort of chanced a few times back in the last season as well didn't you so um yeah yes
1: charlie hoffman i think i only put him up once but i mentioned him a couple of times um i put him up in the wyndham championship at 175 to one um we're in a much weaker field here Mm -hmm. um And I think on a more suitable course, I did acknowledge when tipping him for the Wyndham, he played it quite a lot and never really got to grips with it. You can say that about Silverado as well, but he's only been there four times. He's got better with every visit. And last year he was 22nd when really his long game was not in anything like decent shape and it's it definitely one of the big eye-catchers for me over the last two or three months on the PGA Tour in terms of someone uh, who we know as a good ball striker who has rediscovered that and um, certainly in his last couple of couple of starts he was driving the ball as, as well as ever so um, I found that really encouraging and the one I suppose obviously he's got a great record at San Antonio and a good one at Riviera but the one thing i found slightly intriguing i suppose for want of a better phrase was that i'm fairly certain he'll be playing on a career money exemption um he Mm -hmm. missed the top one two five i don't see what other obviously you can play on the one two five to one fifty category but i suspect he's on his career money exemption and if you rewind a year nick watney was on that and he finished runner-up in the sanderson farms Mm -hmm. um very very good friends with charlie hoffman so if he is using this career money exemption he can he can look close to home for some inspiration there he is another californian something that's up regularly here and yeah, yeah just all those things together on a course where you know when Grio beat Nah here one of the things I haven't mentioned they both lost strokes putting um I, mm. I would say that must be unprecedented in terms of having a playoff between two players who putted poorly um on the PGA tour um so I think you can get away with ranking 30th or 40th in
0: oh, you still there Ben? And I suddenly lost you Oh, we've done so well as well for an hour and three minutes um and uh then suddenly um the um gremlins that have uh, befallen us all the way through suddenly seem to befallen us again so uh i've no idea where ben has gone uh and what on earth has happened there but um uh what i will say though because uh, and i don't know if ben can hear this or if he's uh, miraculously going to come back otherwise um, uh, It might be a sort of a good night for me and good night from him, as it were. Um, But uh, just while Ben was talking there, uh, I pulled up um, uh, something I'd read, actually, that uh, Rob Bolton, who a lot of you will know, um, of course, from... um, uh, his uh, his great work on the tool.com site. Uh, and um, he was talking about the players who were using their career um, exemptions this year. And um, I'm going to, um, because I can't remember if Charlie Hoffman was one of them. So let's have a look here. Uh, bear me a second. Priority rankings, PGA Tour. So, because um, I know Ryan Moore was one of them. Uh, so he's using his career exemption, so um, bear with me one second, and let's see, i to find it in a moment, if I don't, I'll post it on Twitter afterwards, but um, yeah, Um anyway um so ben's last selection is charlie hoffman uh i don't know if ben's gonna be able to come back in again uh so let's see if we can get him back but um if not um we're gonna uh, have to call it a wrap there as it were so um so we got ben's line we got all, all the ben's selections in which is the main thing and uh, i'm sure that's what the listeners uh, uh mainly want to hear uh and um i'll recap um ben's picks um for those of you who might have missed some of them uh he's gone with uh maverick mcneely same as me um he's um then with Cameron Champ uh, at 66-1 uh, or into 50s now, possibly. Uh, Gary Woodland at similar odds. Um, he's uh, obviously got his outsider that he just um, mentioned, Charlie Hoffman. Uh, and then um, his other couple of final selections uh, were... Um, bear me one second... Um, jj spawn uh and uh, pat rogers so um so ben's with um going down from the highest to the lowest uh he's with charlie hoffman um pat rogers jj spawn cameron champ uh gary woodland and maverick mcneely uh, and myself uh, maverick mcneely um and um then justin sir uh, michael kim james hahn and beau hostler so um, I'm going to wrap things up. Uh, I'm really sorry we lost Ben at the end there. Uh, it's been fantastic having him back on. Uh, and um, I'm just pleased with all the technical problems we were having uh, that um, we at least managed to get all of uh, Ben's selections in. So an apologies for the technical problems we've had. Uh, and I'm hoping the sound quality is OK, because as I say, we had to plug and unplug a few things. Um, From the point of view of um, this week's free bet, obviously, we give a free bet away each week. uh, And we've had some uh, great picks, as always. Uh, again, not wanting to prolong the agony of having lost Ben, I'll go straight to the winner uh, of the free bet, and uh, it is A.R. Thompson, uh, who has gone with um, uh, The Gentle Art of Making Enemies by Face No More. Uh, perhaps uh, we're returning to Sergio there, possibly. So, uh, But, um, yeah, thank you all those who put forward songs, uh, and um, thank you to A.R. Thompson. There's a £5 free bet coming your way. Uh, so... It's been uh, an eventful first pod of the new season and I'm hoping whatever gremlins they are will uh, not be back uh, on the system next uh uh, next time out, uh, there is no pod next week for the President's Cup, but we'll be back for um, the Sanderson Farms the week after, where i am delighted to say Jamie Worsley, um, who a lot of you will know, obviously, um, he's been on fine form as well of late, finding uh, some winners in all kinds of tours um, that uh, uh, lesser mortals like us uh, probably don't even know exist over in Japan and what have you. So, um, So really looking forward to having Jamie back on again but uh, in the meantime thank you so much for listening uh, thank you so much for ben for coming on um really sorry we didn't get to hear ben's dog squeaking a toy um i don't know if um ben did mention this on the pod i can't remember now but the dog is called eddie but not named after eddie peperil apparently so um he did say who he was named after i can't remember but uh, it's not eddie Pepperel. uh so ben thank you so much for coming on uh, thank you everyone for listening uh, and uh, we'll see you all again next time and um turn the music up loud, and uh, hopefully we have some winners in there. So uh, to get ourselves off to a great start to the season. Um, Take care and good night.